Hey, welcome to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ringe, and this is the space to be for high vibe people looking to create a beautiful life and business. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast, my beautiful friends. I am Letitia Ringe, your host, and as always, it's such a pleasure to be here with you all today. Today, I want to start off with a celebration. I am here in Mexico City, which is a place that I have wanted to be in for such a long time, and it is so wonderful, so vibrant. I highly recommend that if you have not been to Mexico City before, you come and visit as soon as you can. It is such an amazing place. The food is incredible. I'm such a foodie. I love just amazing, aesthetically pleasing, delicious, healthy food. And there is tons of that here. There is so much art. It's a safe and beautiful space and totally different to way it is marketed by the media. I just want to start off by saying, if you haven't been in Mexico City, please get yourself here. I'm also celebrating that it's six weeks into the financial year for us Australians, um, our end of financial year is the 30th of June. And I was doing my accounts the other day and I have had $70,000 come in to my business in revenue as in cash received over the past six weeks. So the first six weeks of this financial year, I've already received $70,000 and I have another $40,000 to be received over the next four months in payment plans, etc. So it's six weeks into the financial year and I'm already $110,000 into my revenue uh, for the year, which is incredible. And all of this has happened while I've been on holidays while I've also traveled all the way over to the other side of the country without my wonderful partner and (laughs) without the, um, against the advice of many close people (laughs) to me. However, I trusted myself because I knew that this was the right decision for me. And I'm also celebrating that I've actually decided to go back to Salulita, which is the first place that I arrived in when I arrived in Mexico I love that space so much. And what is so interesting is when I first arrived, I totally rejected it. I resisted it. I was even talking to one of my friends and saying like, I don't think I can be here for three weeks. And then as soon as I left, I realized, oh my gosh, I love this place so much and I must go back. So I'm really excited to head back and I really hope to host an event or a retreat of some kind in the future. Um, And so of course you are all invited and um, stay tuned because I'm sure details are going to come at some point. I also, before we dive into today's topic, just want to let you know that we do have some final places available in the Holistic Business Mistress Mind, which is my high-level business mastermind for coaches and existing business owners who are ready to take their business to six figures uh, or at least create a pathway to your six-figure business and also to your next level leadership. I highly recommend this container so much. It is, my heart and soul has gone into this and it's the fourth time we'll be running it. I'm so excited. It's going to be so incredible. And if you would like to join us, I'd love to hear from you. All you need to do is make sure you sign up for the wait list at letitiaringe.com forward slash mistress mind. 
And then you will receive an email with all of the details, and then you can submit an application. Once you submit your application, I'll review it. If you've got any questions, you can ask in the application, and then I'll come back to you and answer that for you. I would absolutely love to have you if you are called to joining us for this experience. I also want to let you know that the investment for the Mistress Mind is going to be doubling. So it's going to be a very significant increase. And the reason for that is the time time commitment is going to be uh, increasing. So if you would like to get in and learn all of the things that you will learn regardless of whether you're joining now or in the future, it's a really great time to get in at a lower investment cost, which is just maybe an easier hurdle for your mind to overcome. Uh, As we all know, when we're looking at investing into something, our mind can feel a little bit more safer and comfortable when the cost is lower. So if that's you, it might be a really great time to join. Uh, If not, keep your eyes out because we'll definitely be continuing this container and Uh, because it works. It's just so amazing. Okay. With that said, I now want to dive into today's topic. Today, we're talking all about how to create an amazing relationship with any coach that you ever work with and how to create the results that you came for. I am recording today's episode in response to a pattern that I'm noticing is very prevalent within our industry that I have strong opinions on and do not believe is serving either us as business owners or coaches or as humans and also is not serving our industry. So that pattern that I'm talking about is a tendency to blame other coaches, whether that's a coach that you've worked with, whether it's other coaches in the industry, or like it's also called coach trauma, none of this is supporting us. And so I want to create an episode today to talk about how to create really great relationships with your coaches that will serve you and also serve you as a coach in creating and facilitating great relationships with your clients and also supporting our industry, right? We want to create an industry that we actually want to be in. And so that requires us to embody and live in the industry that we want to be in. So today's episode is going to address lots of different things. And I'm so excited to talk about how to positively create a great relationship that you'll just enjoy and and be so happy with and how to also create the results that you came for. Okay, so the very first thing that all great relationships require is trust. We want to start with trust and we want to do the opposite of the popular narrative around trust, which is that trust should be earned. No, we don't want to do that with our relationship with our coach. And also I would recommend with any relationship in your life. You always want to build a relationship on the foundation of trust. This requires that you give trust before trust is earned. The reason for this is quite simple and quite obvious when we think about it in this way. If you are walking around thinking, okay, I will wait for someone to prove to me that they're trustworthy. And until then, what I'm going to do is protect myself from all the people who aren't trustworthy. When we live in this um, reality, what we do is we show up in our life with a mask on. We have all of this like emotional armor. We can't let people see us. We can't let them get to our hearts. We don't want to be vulnerable around them because we are waiting 
ready on the defense to protect ourselves against all the people who are untrustworthy. When we do this, we also show up from a place of, I'm like a delicate cotton ball and um, I need to be protected, right? So it's like, I'm super vulnerable um, and yet I won't allow myself to be vulnerable because all of these people out, out in the world are not trustworthy and are out to get me. That's a horrible reality to live in. We don't want to live in that. We want to live in a reality where we have people surrounding us who are trustworthy. So in order to create that reality, we have to embody the person who is surrounded by people who are trustworthy. What this requires is for you to assume that the people around you are trustworthy. That means you show up as someone who is trustworthy. That means you show up as someone who has trustworthy people around them. Someone who has trustworthy people around them is not second guessing all of the people around them. They're not spending all of their time thinking the people around me are not trustworthy. Instead, they, they're not thinking about it at all. In fact, they're not wasting even a second. Instead, they are showing up and living their life and enjoying feeling supported by the people around them. So that is exactly what you want to do. Plus, it makes no sense to wait for trust to be earned when it could be provided upfront and then only taken away if there is a reason to take it away. How much better would life be, right? It's like we don't want to create a problem until a problem exists, right? So instead, let's live in a reality where the problem doesn't exist. And then that way, if the problem does exist, we can deal with that hurdle when we get to it. It's kind of like the way our mind as business owners loves to prepare for all of the worst case emergency scenarios, 99% of which never actually happen. We don't want to live in a reality where we're preparing for the worst. We want to live in a reality where we are embodying the best. That, my beautiful friend, requires you to start with trust in your coaching relationship. So what I would do is look to the coaches who are in your life, in your community, on your social media, any coach you're thinking of working with and any coach you are working with. And I want you from this moment forward to give them your trust. Let them know that you trust them. You don't need to actually go and say that to them, but show up from that energy of trust. What this also means is that your mind will now start to look for evidence of all the reasons why this person is trustworthy rather than all the reasons why this person is not trustworthy. Our mind is very, very good at actually collecting the evidence that we direct it to collect. And that is going to make your experience of your life and your relationship with your coach so much better. Plus, it serves you to believe that the industry that you are a part of is one that is trustworthy, that you're proud to be in. And so this is why I'm really concerned by the narratives and marketing and messaging that I'm seeing very popular about coach trauma. If we are constantly talking about all the reasons why coaches aren't trustworthy and talking about horror stories that people have had with coaches, that is not going to instill trust in you or trust in your client. It's going to put your client on the back foot 
Do I need to be concerned about working with you? Even if this is only unconscious, right? So your messaging might be, hey, come and work with me. I know that you may have had a bad experience with another coach in the past, but it's going to be different with me. Even if your client believes that and they're called in through that messaging because they believe that they've had a bad experience in the past, subconsciously, your client is coming in through a lens of, I need to be careful of the coaches that I work with. And so even though at the beginning, they may think you're different and you're, this is going to be a totally different experience and maybe you're going to save the day and change things for them, what is actually more likely to happen is their brain is going to start looking for all the reasons why you're not trustworthy either. And so you're likely to create the exact same experience that you're hoping to change for your client. So what you want to do instead is lead with positive messaging. Positive messaging means talking in the positive about what you want to create for your client rather than what you what you want your client to avoid. So if you want to create spaces where your client can have an amazing experience and they can deepen into trust in both you as the coach and also as themselves, then what you want to do is focus on all the reasons why they can trust the container, the process, the coaching industry and themselves rather than talking about all of the horror stories because subconsciously that is just armoring up your client and that is not what your client needs or desires. Now, the reason why our mind as a default chooses not to trust either the coaches that you want to work with or the people in your life is because The mind is there to protect, right? It's there there to protect against any threats, any possible danger. When you are up-leveling, which everybody is doing when they're working with a coach, you are leveling up in some way, you're opening yourself up, that is dangerous to your mind. So what it will do is it will by default go to its mistrustful tendencies. And what we can do is look at where the mistrust leads you. When you don't trust the coach that you're working with or when you don't trust the decision that you made to invest in a program that you're in or even maybe this could be before you've actually made the investment and you wanted to join a program with a coach and then you had self-doubt come in and now you're questioning your decision. What this stops you from doing is committing to your up level. It stops you from moving forward. It stops you from using your energy, your effort, your brain power on actually moving forward, on taking the action, on looking for all the reasons why this was the best decision ever from energetically going all into the experience. This is total self sabotage. And it's so obvious, right? Of course, your mind is going to do this by default when you're up-leveling. It's totally normal. So what we want to do is do the opposite of what our mind is by default leading us to do, which is the mistrust. And instead, we want to direct our mind to all the reasons why this is the best decision, all the reasons why this is the perfect coach, all the reasons why this container is awesome, all the reasons why we are going to create the results, 
all the reasons why we should move forward right now, all the reasons why we're ready. You know, use your mind intentionally. I know I go on about this all the time, but it is the most powerful thing. Now, if your mind is thinking that is wild talk, Letitia Ridge, all I want you to do is try it. Try starting with trust in all of your relationships. Try just dishing out trust without anyone needing to do anything. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. And just see what happens. If not trusting is what got you here, imagine where trusting can take you. Now, one further point to illustrate this concept. If you are looking for a partner and you go into that process of dating, believing that any person that you date is trustworthy, what you're going to do is attract people to you who embody that energy because you are an energetic match for trust. Now, I experienced this firsthand in my romantic dating history. I was in a relationship for five years, the last three of which were on and off because we didn't trust each other. I wanted my partner to prove that he was trustworthy. After that relationship ended, I did a lot of inner work and self-discovery and realized, OMG, one of my big problems in relationships was attracting people who had had trust issues. And the reason for that was because I was not giving my trust right off the bat. I was assuming that these people weren't trustworthy and therefore I was attracting that to myself. So I made a commitment to myself to go into my next relationship, dishing out the trust without that person having to earn it. That, my beautiful friends, is exactly what happened when I entered my relationship with my current partner, Lou. We've been together for 10 years. So I can say that strategy definitely worked out. From the moment we began dating, I trusted him and he is the most trustworthy person ever. I didn't know that though at that time. I simply embodied trust and I received someone who was an energetic match for me. Trust has been a theme throughout our entire relationship and it's what has allowed me to now have this beautiful relationship, which isn't without its problems. I can tell you that my mind has wanted for sure to not trust our relationship as we've gone these separate physical ways over the last month and a half. However, I've spent a lot of time recently really reflecting on how incredible it is what we have created in terms of our long-term commitment to one another. 10 years is not nothing, my friends. Because of our commitment to each other and our trust of one another, we have been able to have this opportunity where we both trust each other to walk our separate paths and still remain in complete support and in a relationship together. That is a direct consequence of trust. And it's something that has been there at the beginning of our relationship and is there 10 years later. It's not It wasn't a result of earning the trust. It was simply delivered. So in your coaching relationship with your coaches and with your clients, please trust each other and ask yourself, if I truly trusted my coach, 
how would I show up differently in this container? It's so funny how subtly this lack of trust shows up in our coaching relationships. I'll give you some funny examples. And look, we have to be humorous about this because our minds are just going to be the minds and we all do this. I've done so many of these examples. There's no shame here. I'm calling us all in and higher. This is not calling out. So what is really funny is when we start working with someone, often our mind has this like subtle story of this person's going to save the day. This person's amazing. And we kind of put the person on a pedestal. And then when we start working together, our mind starts to believe that our coach doesn't want the results that we want for ourselves, which is just wild. That's like the total, of course, your coach wants you to create the results that you want, right? Your coach 100% wants that for you. Your coach is 100% doing the best things that they can to support you. But you know what they can't do. They cannot read your mind. They also can't do the work for you. The role of your coach is there to help you see new possibilities. It's there to help you see your own mind and how your mind is limiting you, not from a place of judgment, but from a place of curiosity and fascination so that together you can both look for new possibilities. In saying that, your coach cannot then go and do the work for you. They can't do the ongoing mindset work for you. They can't go and do the execution of whatever strategies and things you talk about and are revealed to you through your mindset work. You have to do that. And if you're not doing those things because your mind is being a mind and you're not telling your coach about that, they cannot help you because they can't read your mind. This is where the second point I would love to share today about how to create a great relationship comes in. Coaching relationships require conscious communication. If you don't feel that you're receiving the support that you need, you got to tell your coach, not from a place of you're doing a crap job, from a place of, hey, I know that you want the best for me. I know that you want to help me create these results and I know that you want to support me. So I want to let you know that right now my mind is telling this story or I'm not feeling completely supported right now. Can you help me find a solution? And then you know what your coach can do? They can help you find a solution. Now, it's important for you as the coach not to take these requests personally. Also, if you feel that you are providing everything that your contractual relationship promises, you also are completely entitled to exercise your boundaries and say no. But that doesn't stop your client from making the request. They can ask for whatever they want and you want to encourage a relationship where your client feels safe to do that. It's conscious communication and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Now, what makes conscious communication conscious versus not conscious is you go into that conversation remembering your shared intention, which is that I know that my coach wants to support me. I love my coach. I trust my coach and I know that they feel the exact same way. And so I'm going to bring this story or this problem to my coach to allow them 
to help and support me. Now, the reason that we don't do this is because we tell ourselves we don't want to hurt our coach's feelings. But what is the real truth beneath this is that our mind is telling us that we're the problem, that we're unfixable. And, or one layer even deeper, it's just your mind being the mind. It doesn't want you to fully access your complete power because it is scared of what is possible for you. Thank you, sweet, beautiful mind. We don't need that protection here. What we want is an intimate, deep, vulnerable, loving, trusting relationship with our coach who is there to support us, who wants to support us. But the only way that they can do that is by knowing what is going on for our mind. You need to call yourself out with your coach. If you're worried about something, if your mind is spending a lot of time thinking, have I made the right decision with this investment? Just let your coach know that that's where your mind is going. Do it from a place of non-judgment and without accusing your coach. Take full responsibility, but tell your coach, call yourself out so you can get coaching on it. In my mistress mind in the last round, I actually had one of my clients do this. She really embodies conscious communication and I was so grateful for it. Right at the beginning, she told me my mind is going on and on and on about all the reasons why I shouldn't have invested in this program and I'm really scared and she just gave it all to me. She told me and because of that, I was able to coach her because this is what the mind does to avoid moving forward, right? It like creates a problem where there isn't one. It doubts you, it doubts your decisions. And it's just evidence of a bigger um, challenge for the mind, which is self-trust. It's a beautiful thing that your coach is aware of this, that, that you bring it to them because then they can help you through it. They can help you move forward. But when we hide these things and we don't tell them because we assume that there's something wrong with us or we blame it on the coach as a way to protect ourselves from that deeper fear that there's something wrong with us, we miss the opportunity to be supported. Your coaching relationship is going to require really deep vulnerability. Your mind will tell you that you shouldn't share it. It will want you to sit in resentment of your coach instead, as if that's like an easier experience to have. And actually what comes to mind here is Brene Brown's mantra that she talks about that she loves to use, choose initial discomfort over long-term resentment. So it's so funny. Our mind thinks if I sit here and resent my coach because my mind is telling a story that my coach is not supporting me because I'm not asking for the support that I need and my coach can't support me because they're not a mind reader unless I tell them what support I actually need. If I sit here and resent my coach, that is going to be way better than actually telling them what I'm thinking. Resentment, the only person that resentment hurts is you. It doesn't affect your coach, although in some ways it does because your coach is going to feel that. But the person who it really impacts and who feels it deeply is you. It sucks. I mean, think of all the times in your life that you've been sitting in resentment about anyone. It sucks. You're living in this relationship that could be fixed simply through having a conversation and remembering that shared intention. Now, I went through this deeply with my friends last year. My mind had this big story that my friends um, didn't like me, that I wasn't being accepted. And I Instead of sitting in that resentment, which by the way, I had sat in for quite a while, 
I decided that's it. I'm calling myself out here because this is not working. And so I brought it to my friends. But before going into that conversation, I reminded myself (laughs) that my friends are literally having this conversation with me because they love me. Like the only reason they're here and listening to me is because they want to be. Usually what we do when the mind is being the mind is we look at our point of differences. We go in thinking, this person doesn't love me. This person isn't supporting me. And we have the conversation from that place. So it becomes an accusation rather than a conversation. The purpose of a conversation is literally just to make the other person aware of how you're feeling. It doesn't mean that you're right or you're wrong. It doesn't mean that they're right or they're wrong. There is no right or wrong. All there is, is awareness. And the only way that you can have a conscious, aware conversation is by telling the truth. Listen, I love you. Let's start with the shared intention. And I want to let you know how I've been feeling lately. Please know that this isn't an accusation. I'm sharing this because I trust you as my coach. I love you as my friend. And I want to make this relationship even deeper and even better. And I know that you want the best for me. So I'm going to tell you how I've been feeling. And then this gives the other person the opportunity to share possibly how they've been feeling to share their perspective, which is only going to help you understand that person more. And in terms of a coaching relationship, it's going to help your coach actually know how to support you. So you've got to go in really making that commitment with yourself to call yourself out, to to not, because the thing is, your mind is just being the mind. That isn't you. So if you've got a mental story there that is making you feel bad or is stopping you from moving forward or is not allowing you to create the results that you want. You want to call those stories out. They're not you. You want to get support and it's up to you to bring that to your coaching sessions. And we, and especially in group spaces, but even in one-to-one spaces, our mind can be so proud. It doesn't want to bring that to the coaching container when that is the whole reason the coaching container exists. It's like, have you been in a coaching space where someone just gets super vulnerable? In my Life Coach School certification training, I'm in a pod of 10 people and one of our, um, one of my fellow coach um, certification people, I don't know what to call, (laughs) what to call us, my pod members, she stopped and paused at one point in the conversation and said, look, I'm just going to be real honest. I have no idea what you want from me here. This is what she said to the mentor of our coach squad. And it was so amazing because then it allowed everybody in that container to get really real, to say, hey, I experienced the exact same thing. I feel the same way. This is how it shows up for me. And it was amazing. Suddenly we're having an open, vulnerable conversation that is deep and intimate and allowing ourselves to be supported rather than putting on the mask and pretending that everything's okay when inside you're a hot mess. This is what a coaching container is for. It allows you to show up in your vulnerability and to call yourself out and be supported. And you know what? That is amazing because 
There aren't many relationships and places in our life where you are literally given an invitation to bring that to the conversation and your coach can hold it. Trust that they can hold it, but make sure you deliver it with that shared intention up front and center because that will change the energy from which you deliver it. Place your hand over your heart as you say it. And if you are a coach receiving this, place your hand over your heart as you receive it. Ask for this to be resolved in the highest possible way for both you and your client. And if you are triggered, take a moment to hold space for yourself, to allow yourself to feel how you're triggered, to um, allow yourself to realize that, look, this isn't about the client. This is a wound that's being triggered for you right now. And it's okay. Allow yourself to feel that trigger. And then once you felt that, come back and put your coach hat on and ask, how can I serve my client in the highest possible way? And you will be amazed at what comes through and you'll be amazed at how you're able to find a solution with and for your client so easily. I promise conscious communication is where it is at. And let me tell you, it really doesn't matter what level you're at in your business. This shows up at every level. I have so many friends who are multiple six-figure business owners who are sitting in coach mistrust, who are not taking responsibility for the lack of support that they feel or for the lack of results that they are perceiving because their mind is just being a mind. Their mind is trying to find a problem where there isn't one. And that's okay, right? It's just what the mind does. Which brings me to the third amazing thing that you can implement right away to create an amazing relationship with your coach. And that is take full responsibility. You are a sovereign, powerful creator. No one has any control over you and what you create for yourself. You get to choose it all. You get to choose your experience. Take full responsibility over the experience you are creating for yourself in any coaching relationship you're in. Do not give that to someone else. Give it to you fully. Now, your mind is not going to like that because it's scared of that responsibility because then it's like, well, I don't have anyone to blame other than myself. That's okay. When you accept that you don't have anyone to blame other than yourself, This allows you to step into your power. I know that it feels scary to do that, but where that resistance is, is really an invitation for you to step up. Just try it and see what happens. Take responsibility for the journey that you have with your coach. Take responsibility for every single result you create throughout your work together and take responsibility for all the results and the life and the experience you're having up until this point and into the future. Don't give that power to anyone else, especially not to your coach. Don't allow anyone to take that for you. It is yours to claim fully. When you take full responsibility, it literally doesn't matter who your coach is or what container you're in. You will always create the experience and results that you desire because you know that it's fully within your control. 
Now, this is where I want to talk just a little bit about coach trauma. Now, I know that people have experienced trauma through working with coaches and space holders and therapists. I'm not saying that that's not a thing. What I'm saying is that it doesn't serve you to see yourself as someone who has been victimized and to be constantly retelling that story to yourself. The reason for this is even if it's true, right, even if something traumatic did happen, and let's be honest, trauma shows up in all relationships. Relationships are the hardest thing in our life, but they're also the most rewarding and the most amazing. Trauma serves us in so many ways as well, but telling yourself that you've experienced a trauma and you don't want that to happen again and it was something really bad that happened to you that you had no control over and life happened to you only makes you feel like you don't have control. It disempowers you. It kind of, it's like, for me, it's like, well, why bother? I don't have control anyway. Like it doesn't matter what I do. Life is just going to happen to me. And then I feel defeated ahead of time. And I don't feel empowered to get up and create the life that I want. I give up and I quit ahead of time. So that is why it doesn't serve you to retell these traumatic experiences over and over and over again, because it puts you into that disempowered victim perspective. Now, this is no, there is no shame, right? We've all been here and we all are here at certain times. It's okay. And it doesn't serve you. So when you notice that you're in that headspace, shift yourself back into, okay, here are the facts. This happened and it served me because of X, Y, Z. This will start opening up opportunities for you to claim that power back, to step into that feeling of this is my life and I can move forward. I'm ready to move forward. I'm looking to the future. I'm in the present. I'm not living that past experience again. And on a subconscious level, your physical body can now relax because it's not back in that past moment experiencing the trauma again and again and again, which is the exact thing that you're putting your body and your subconscious mind in every time you retell that traumatic event from this place of victimhood. So, We want to step into our power. We want to come into the present. We want to let the past go. We want to retell past experiences from a perspective that is empowering. And we want to look to the future that we want to create. Ask yourself, what experience do I want to create with this coaching program that I'm entering into? Ask yourself, what sort of relationship do I want with my coach? And like, Come on, let it be fun and amazing. Like with all of my clients, I am their coach and I am their friend. Like I love you. I want to create a long-term relationship with you. I am like your ride and die. I'm here for you. I am speaking to your highest self. I am speaking to you as your fully embodied, fully seen, fully vulnerable, unmasked self. And that is beautiful to see. So allow yourself to have that kind of relationship. Allow yourself to create the relationship you desire. 
and ask yourself, what results do I want? And allow them to be big. Something that I do see with my clients is they will actually make their goals smaller. They'll tell me, this is what I want. And I'll question them. Is that actually what you want? Do you want it to be, you know, a little bit more expanded if that's something that I feel they need that encouragement with. And my client will say, no, this is what I want. And they'll tell me all the reasons why. And then at the end of working together, they might start comparing their results against a goal that they didn't even ask for, a desire that they didn't even claim at the beginning of working together, at any moment of working together until the end. Now, why does our mind do this? Well, first of all, our mind sets and asks for less than what we want in a way to protect us, right? Because it's like, well, what if we don't get it? Or what will my coach think of me? Etc. 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 And it also does this when we're reflecting on the results that we've created as a way to tell us, well, you just haven't done a great job. You needed to do better, especially if that is a mental uh, story and program that your mind has that you need to work harder, et cetera, et cetera. This is totally okay. It's totally normal, but as we can see, it doesn't serve us. So what I recommend is that you consciously communicate your goals, your real goals and desires, even if they sound completely wild to your coach. And when you are assessing your results, you assess them from a place of abundance, really looking at how amazing it is what you have created. The secret with goal setting is that your goal is always going to be realized. The only thing that needs to change with any goal is the time frame that you have to create it. And like, that's the only thing that you don't have control over. So don't change the goal. Stay committed to the goal. It's coming. It's only a matter of time. When you know that, you will be you will allow yourself to take full responsibility for the results that you create because you trust that the results are always coming anyway taking full responsibility for yourself for your results and for the relationship that you're creating will also set you up to create a long-term relationship with your coach and there are so many benefits to working long-term with a coach the first is you have someone who knows you, who has worked and supported you for a long time, which means that the depth that you're able to go is so much deeper. If you haven't listened to my episode about depth versus width, which was one of the more recent episodes, I highly recommend checking that out. So a lot of us hop from coach to coach, just like in relationships, whether it's dating or with friends. We think the next friend I have or the next boyfriend I have or the next partner I have is going to be so much better. They're going to save the day. They're going to like bring the fun. They're going to bring the up level. But we forget that we have to take full responsibility for our part in the relationship that we've just left or the relationship that we're in. If you do not address that, then when you go into the next relationship, you're just going to be bringing the exact same thing that was in the last relationship, which is yourself. (laughs) So what you want to do is focus on 
building up an amazing long-term relationship with the coach that you're working with. That requires you to consciously communicate your fears, consciously communicate your goals and desires, be committed for the long-term. When you're committed for the long-term, you come in with a totally different energy. You're committed to making this relationship work. And so you take full responsibility for your part in the relationship. You do consciously communicate. You do trust the person that you're working with. There are so many benefits to taking that long-term approach and there are so many actual benefits to working long-term with your coach. Okay, here are my final two points. Remember that your coach is a human and do not expect perfection from them. I think it is incredible the high standard that we hold our coaches and our heroes too, right? What's that quote that like never meet your heroes, something like that. That is so troubling to me because what that shows is that we expect unattainable levels of perfection from the people that we admire. This is just a mirror shining and turning on ourselves about what we expect from ourselves as well. Perfection does not create results. Perfection leads to hiding away, waiting for the perfect day to come. Perfection is not present. It isn't taking messy action. And that's the only thing that we can take as humans and as coaches. So if you notice yourself feeling turned off by something your coach has said or by something that they've done, remember that your coaches are human. Like, Actually, one day, Lou, my partner, said to me, wow, you really can't have an off day, can you? And I thought about that and I thought, oh my gosh, it's kind of true, but also it's completely unrealistic. No, I can have an off day. But yes, I am held to a very high standard as a solopreneur, as a coach. Sometimes I... I'm upset. Sometimes I've just had a hard conversation with someone. Sometimes I don't feel the best. Sometimes I say things that I think are right and they're wrong. Sometimes I change my mind. Some areas of my life are a hot mess. And that does not make me a bad coach. In fact, it's my, that awareness of these things that makes me an amazing coach. And it's the same for you. So the sooner that you can not expect perfection from your coach, the sooner you will allow them to be a messy human, which means the sooner you allow yourself to be a messy human. And that makes your relationship so much more fun. Like no one wants to have a relationship with a perfect person that they always feel inferior around. You want to have relationships with people that you can be yourself around. And that means you allow your, those people in your life to be themselves too. And it's the same with a coach. So when you notice yourself holding either yourself or your coach or other coaches in the industry to this high, unattainable level of perfection, just remind yourself that everyone's just doing the best that they can. Everyone is 
here because they want to be. Everybody's here because they love personal development and wellness. And like, what an amazing industry to be a part of. Remember the shared intention between you and then allow people to be messy, to get things wrong and call people in, not out. Yeah. Okay. My final point, focus on only your next step. I always remember this wonderful interview or speech that I heard with Oprah Winfrey, and I've never been able to find where I watched this, but it made such a huge impact on me that I talk about it all the time with my clients. And that is Oprah was talking about what really served her as she built her amazing empire. And she spoke about how she always had blinders on. I remember her like putting her hands on either side of her eyes and said, she all she did was focus on what is her next step. How can she be better? How can she keep growing? She did not look at what all the people around her were doing. She didn't compare herself to these other people. And this has been the best advice that I have taken into my business too. Don't go on social media and compare yourself to other people. Who cares? Shut out the noise and focus on your next step. Compare yourself to yourself. Compare your results to your results. And if you're not growing, amazing. You've got some information that you can use to help yourself go to the next level. All results are opportunities for amazing information. You're never in the wrong place. You're always in the right place. And your past results are never dictating what your future results can be. So don't use them against yourself. Focus on your next step. Keep trusting, keep moving forward and know that whatever coach you choose to work with is 100% supporting and rooting for you. They're there, ready to have a long-term relationship with you, just like you are. You can trust them just like you can trust yourself. Okay, my beautiful friends, I hope that this episode has landed in the exact way it was intended, which is to call you into your next most expansive coaching relationship. Coaches are amazing. It's an incredible industry and coming in from this perspective only serves the industry more. We don't need more narratives out there about why we shouldn't trust each other. We want people to trust this industry because it's incredible. So let's support that story out there and let's start by embodying that narrative within ourselves. And it all starts with the relationships we create with our coaches. All right, my beautiful friends, with that said, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you'd love to continue the conversation, take a screenshot of you listening to this episode right now and share it with me over on Instagram stories at Letitia Ringe. Let me know what your thoughts are on this conversation. Share this episode with any of your coaching and business owner friends. I don't think that this is a perspective that is really out there on this topic at the moment, and I really feel it's one that needs to be. And of course, if you would love to work together as you build your business, I would love to support you. All you need to do is make sure your name is on the wait list for my Holistic Business Mistress Mind, which is my high-level business mastermind for coaches and existing business owners who are ready to grow their business. 
Pop your name on the wait list at LetitiaRange.com forward slash mistress mind. And remember, if you are listening to this episode at the time that it airs, we have a couple of final places left in our September intake for the mistress mind. And this will be the final opportunity to join at half of what the investment price will be for the future. All right, my beautiful friends, you have an amazing week. Talk soon. Hey, if you're ready to create your very own purpose-driven business too, I invite you to check out my online program, Create Your Beautiful Biz. You'll learn how to create a business that allows you to make your difference and thrive. Just head over to www.letitiaringe.com forward slash CYBB. Let's make creating a business beautiful. I'll see you there.